Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. And if you are a repeat listener of the show, you know that in season one, one of my very first episodes was cryptids. And in this episode, we are going to touch base on some new cryptids, some that we don't really hear too much about, some that are in the United States and some that are elsewhere in the world. So before we get into that, as per usual on my show in the beginning, I have some paranormal news. So a haunted mansion in Albany, New York is up for sale. The owner, Michelle Bell, told the Times Union that the Enslin Mansion, spelled E-N-S-L-I-N, in Troy has a lot of spirits. And the asking price for this mansion is $444,444. I would love to buy a haunted mansion and do some paranormal investigations, but Unfortunately, that's out of my price range at the current moment, and Albany, New York, the particular area uh, is called Troy. I'm assuming that's the town. Um, That's fairly far away from the Bronx, and um, the only person that I know of of shows that I follow have that buy haunted items and haunted locations is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures. So if you are interested in buying a haunted mansion that's in Albany, New York, the owner has it up for sale for $444,444. It is currently 45 days until Halloween. And the Halloween episode that I will be doing will have some good stuff. I'm going to touch base on where the whole Halloween tradition came from and so on and so forth. But 45 days from now, Halloween will be here. I believe it's on a Sunday this year. And if you are a fan of the show Paranormal Caught on Camera, that is my favorite show. That is where I get a lot of my material to do episodes from, things to talk about on my behalf that were shown on the show. It just started to come back on the Discovery Plus app. If you click on Discovery Plus and then go to Travel Channel, I've been checking for probably about two months now and looking for another episode. And apparently it's still in season four from what the app shows, but they just added a episode recently last week. I ended up catching it. The episode, the first thing they always show is more of the more of the scary um, and believable. Um, the more bizarre, and then as the episode goes on, there's other stuff that, you know, it, it's good, but not as good as the first thing they show on the episode, and it was pretty crazy. So if you're a fan of the show such as I, you have to go to Discovery Plus and click on the Travel Channel link in that, and you'll take go to the Paranormal Court on Camera, and there is a new episode. I believe they come out on Thursday, so actually after I record this, I'm actually going to check if the newest episode is out. Now, the cryptids in Season 1, I spoke about Bigfoot, the Mothman, and the Jersey Devil. Some of the more predominant cryptids that are within the range where I actually live. Um, In the Bronx, New York is where I reside. And to be honest with you, that is some of the cryptids that I have heard of when I was growing up. I also followed the Weird New Jersey magazine, and a lot of these cryptids popped up in that magazine. And speaking about my favorite show, Paranormal Court on Camera, is where you predominantly see some episodes including cryptids and a lot of these people on the show talking about cryptids such as Bigfoot, the Yeti, the Jersey Devil. Now, 
I remember watching the show a while back and watching a particular clip of a cryptid that was in Argentina. And when I took a picture, when they showed a picture of this particular cryptid, I sent it to my friend who was actually born in Argentina, I believe, or his family was, and uh, asked him if he knew anything about this, and he was kind of unaware. But um, we're going to go to Argentina for our Cryptids Part 2 episode, and we are going to talk about the Pombero. Now, the Pombero is, I'm going to quote Wikipedia here, Pombero's original name is the Gorn is in the Gornian language is a Kyrie Frey, literally the man of the night. That's what it means, basically the translation. He is said to be a primarily a nocturnal creature in some parts of Argentina. He's known primarily by the Spanish trans- translation of his name, Señor de la Noche. Although accounts of the Pombero's appearance in nature vary slightly from one community to the next, he is usually described as being short and ugly, with very short arms and a hairy, hairy hands and feet. His hairy feet are said to give him the ability to sneak up on people, silently touch of his hairy hands to bring cold shivers down your spine. The Pombero generally dwells in rural areas living in the forest, although he sometimes chooses to inhabit an abandoned house. Now the reason I'm reading about this on Wikipedia and giving you a description of the Pombrero is on my favorite show, Paranormal Caught on Camera. There was a particular episode where these kids were playing in an open field in Argentina. And they were playing soccer or whatnot. And they were filming their, themselves playing. Now, I always question some of these videos. Like, why were these kids filming while they were playing soccer and so on and so forth? But the response and the actions in this video made me believe that this was actually genuine because the kids were playing and in the distance when whoever was filming out of these kids panned into the distance and saw this very short shadowy looking figure that you can make out that it was you know humanoid in in shape it was walking weird kind of like almost like a waddle and the kids you know in the Argentinian dialect the Spanish they speak over there um, said something and you can hear in their voices that everything changed you know if they were acting they were doing a good job and this particular cryptid was starting off by walking slowly kind of hesitated and stopped and then basically chased them where the kids just all ran out of this open field and left the soccer ball and just got out of there and they were genuinely scared now continuing with the reading of this Pombero. It is genuinely viewed as a harmless troublemaker, owning to his performed, only owning to his preferred habitat of rural forests. The targets of his mischief tend to be rural farmers. Amongst his favorite activities are setting loose cattle, stealing eggs, chicken and honey, frightening horses, and causing them to throw the riders off, as well as the scattering of corn, rice, or other provisions. The pombero is also often accused of impregnating single women either by mere touch of his hand or by tricking them into having sex with him and it is said that babies are born ugly and hairy are likely the result of the visit of the pombero another character from the Jurani mythology and i'm definitely pronouncing this wrong it doesn't have a pronunciation here to pronounce this the right way the Karupi is blamed in a similar manner for unexpected, unexplained pregnancies. And this is obviously another cryptid they're talking about here. The Pombero is difficult, if not impossible, to detect due to his silent movements, as well as other supernatural abilities, such as being able to turn invisible, squeeze through impossibly narrow spaces, or other such feats. It is said 
that one can keep Pombero from engaging in such mischief by leaving gifts out for him, most specifically cigars and rum, though honey is also an acceptable offering. Thus appeased, the Pombero will abstain from wrecking havoc upon one's home or possessions. In some areas, it is believed that repeated giving these gifts can cause Pombero to become friendly, to the point where he will guard over one's home, animals, and possessions, and sometimes even leave gifts in return. Now, I also read um, in this research I do before I actually air these podcast episodes is that he also touches and does things to children in weird ways. Now, I am not one to be talking about this because that's a very bad subject to talk about. It bothers me having a kid, but this is something that I read about, the Pombero. And jumping the gun a little bit, the reason I am doing this cryptid episode is to talk about one of the more or some of the few cryptids that we haven't really heard of but are talked about in other places. You know, every network you watch, they predominantly talk about cryptids that we know about Bigfoot, you know, all these ones I already mentioned. And this particular one we don't hear about here too often, but in Argentina, um, Paraguay, Uruguay, and those areas down there, and so even Brazil, this is one of the cryptids they talk about. Now, in the world, it's so vast, and I've said this on many episodes before, there's so much water, so much forest that things can go undetected that sometimes when we catch these quote-unquote cryptids, maybe it is something explainable, but we don't see them often. Now, where I'm getting at with this is this Pombero, what I just read to you from Wikipedia, some of its similarities to actually being potentially a homeless man or even a person that has turned like, you know, primal because he lived out in the forest for so long, it's a possibility that pom pom, the Pombero in Argentina is actually just a person that has not been, you know, civilized or, you know, modernized into human nature and is just a wild person out and about and possibly even raising kids of his own. Maybe this cryptid is actually a humanoid or actual human living in the forests of Argentina and coming out to people to cause trouble because it doesn't know better because it doesn't have the mindset that common people like myself and other people that listen to the podcast have. It's just a wild human and has the hair and is grown over. And maybe because this is a person that's actually living in the forest, it's said to be short, the Pombero, maybe the offspring of it. It's just going by genetics. And if it continues to have offspring, the Pombero will just keep on reproducing similar heights and similar similarities and features um, as the initial Pombero. Um, so this is something that's in Argentina and is talked about quite a few times. Um, as I said, I've read a lot from Wikipedia. There's a picture here. I will try to post um, pictures of the Pombero on my Instagram page to show what it looks like. And looking at the picture right now in front of me, there is a statue of a Pombero, and it could, in fact, look like a primitive uh, human caveman type. It does look very similar to a caveman, more dark in skin tone, and um, the hands are a little larger. It's muscular, but it's also known to be a very short person. In Argentina, in Paraguay, the Pombero is their cryptid. It's their Bigfoot. It's more... Um, troublesome, but as it said that if you 
leave gifts and are nice to it, it will become friendly and uh, eventually protect your farmland and your house and even yourself. Now, these kids in the video during the episode of Paranormal Court on Camera that I watched were out there playing, probably unaware of the Palm Barrow, and it was trying to either protect land that was near someone that it was friendly with or just being mischievous as it's in its nature. And in the video, if you could catch that episode, you could probably type it in on Google to come across it and watch that clip. The Palm Barrow looks like it rushes the kids and the kids get out of Dodge as soon as possible. So... In Argentina, this is the equivalent for them of a big, a Bigfoot. It's the Pombero. Um, a very, very weird-looking caveman-type cryptid, which could very possibly be actually a human being that has not become you know civilized in modern times and is just out there living in the woods of Argentina. Now, mind you, um, South America has a lot of forest, a lot of undiscovered land, and it's very common for discoverers, um, discoverer scientists and archaeologists, so on and so forth, to come across things they've never that's never been documented. And for this to be an actual thing, um, on my scale of being believable, one being the least be uh, the least believable, and ten being the most, I would give this like an eight, because again, there's so much forest and so much land in South America. And a lot of this land is hard to tra traverse, you know, it's very hard to traverse. And I was watching an episode of Josh Gates going to try to find something, um, El Dorado, I believe. And the troop to get to these little areas where the hikers that were trying to show them and Josh Gates, his crew, where certain things may be, for him to get there was a three or four day hike and then from there to hike back and if he's hiking four days to just see some of these remains from where they say El Dorado might have been or is there four days hiking through the woods just imagine what can be out there and just to get to something they already found four days so South America has a lot of vast land rainforest rivers there can possibly be something undiscovered there and this could possibly be something that is not discovered, the Pombero, and we are calling it a cryptid. So that is the first cryptid um, on Cryptids Part 2 that I am talking about. And the one that stood out to me that I wanted to talk about first because I have um, seen it on my favorite show, um, Paranormal Court on Camera. And it's just something that stuck out to me because of the video clip that I saw with the kids playing in the, so uh, in the field with the soccer ball. Now... We always talk about when it comes to cryptids, sea monsters. Sea monsters has been a thing that's been in stories for quite some time. Um, early travelers going across the water saying that they see giant, uh, giant squid and things coming out of the water. And when we talk about sea monsters, monsters when it comes to cryptids, we automatically think about the Loch Ness Monster. And I have talked about in an episode that was not really titled Cryptids, but I went and talked about Nessie, Loch Ness, and the Lake Champlain monster, which is known as Champ. These particular sea monsters, debunking one of them, and then the other one having more facts that it could quite frankly be real because it's being protected, which is Champ, um, in Lake Champlain. When we think about sea monsters, we think about these things. But there's actually one that's in Lake Ontario and more towards Canada, uh, Lake Simcoe, Ontario, Canada, which is the Ogopogo, which is spelled I-G-O-P, 
P-O-G-O. It is another lake monster. In Canadian folklore, the Igopogo is a creature said to dwell in Lake Simcoe, Ontario. The creature's name is sustainably based on the Ogopogo, the Lake Okanagan, British Columbia, and also the title of a 1952 book, Go Pogo, a slogan often mentioned in a comic. Um, I'm actually going to click in this link right here and get into more detail so I can tell you about this. Now, this has also been mentioned on Paranormal Court on Camera. Um, my new segment, I put Paranormal Court on Camera coming back on because a lot of these cryptids are on that show. And this is something that has been spoke about. Uh, it's similar to Loch Ness when it's seen coming out of the water. It has those ruffles, the snake-like serpent humps coming out of the water. And it's something that could, again, be real because water... Out of everything that I just spoke about, including the South American rainforest, we cannot discover everything in the water. It's the most unexplored part of Earth. The water, we can't get to some of the depths, so there might, quite frankly, be something below the water that we don't know about, especially in some of these lakes. I know Loch Ness is super hard to traverse or get down there because of how big, big and vast it is, and also how, how murky the water is. Now, we go on what we read and what we hear about it, the person who originally filmed and photographed Loch Ness admitting on his deathbed that Loch Ness Monster wasn't completely staged. Um, but the Ogopogo, there has been reports and sightings of this lake monster in Lake Simcoe and in Ontario, in Canada. And there's been other reports for some of the northern states um, that have also seen something like that not too far away from Lake Champlain, the you know Lake Champlain Monster Champ. Uh, another video that I'll tell you briefly about that was on Paranormal Court on Camera is in an Alaskan boat ride, the people were watching from a boat these glaciers um, basically melting and falling into the water. And it only happened once, you know, they heard the sounds and they were looking from the boat into this lake area and one of the glaciers kind of like melted and hit the water. And whatever was down in the water, and it must have been there, it is the snow caps and the uh, glacier melting disrupted whatever was in the water. And literally three minutes or two minutes after this fell into the water, people were like, what is that in the water? And you saw this like serpent-like humps coming out of the water, moving and then just vanishing under the water. And you can hear people that worked on the boat, this tour boat, obviously, that they have never seen something like that before and it was not the snow that had melted and went into the water because it wouldn't form the formation that these people saw. And yet again, yet again, this is something else that was on the Paranormal Court on Camera show. Um, another great video that you could possibly watch if you click on to the show and go through the episodes or even type in Alaska Sea Creature Caught on Tour, uh, tour Boat. You'll probably see the same video that I speak of. And if you see the water and the um, glacier um, melting and hitting the water, then you'll be able to know that this is the video that I'm speaking of. So the Ogopogo which is the proper way to pronounce it, it's spelled quite different, is something that is in Lake Simcoe, Ontario, um, and has been sighted from back in 1976. Now, the people who seen this said to have a, uh, a photo, and in the photo I'm looking at is a little boy, maybe his sister, looking out into the water and seeing something in the water. It's 
pretty much almost similar to the Loch Ness Monster and Lake Champlain. You're not going to get the full-fledged head out of the water. The only picture that has lived up to expectation and science, people actually looking into the photo to see if it was real or not, was Champ's photo from Lake Champlain. Um, someone actually took the photo and analyzed it, checking for any kind of edits or anything to it, and it has come back that it was untouched. It was legitimately the real deal photo. And some of the other photos are up for question of these lake monsters. Um, on another episode, I had spoke about a actual professional fisherman in Lake Champlain trying to catch fish, and he saw something that was that he knew it was not a fish it was something bigger under the water that shouldn't have been there and these are the type of things that are documented to actually prove that some of these cryptids underwater are real again if going back to Loch Ness that was kind of debunked even though people are still seeing um sightings the matter of fact the newest episode of paranormal court on camera there was a cryptid video um of a woman that went to go to Scotland to see Loch Ness just viewing it and looked out into the water and saw something in the water just stopping for coffee and looking across the street and seeing the Loch Ness Monster, quote-unquote, in the water. Um, apparently, the Loch Ness Monster is something that is very, um, you know, you hope you run into it when you go to Scotland and you go to see these, um, you know, the, you go to see Loch Ness, you hope you would see the Loch Ness Monster, but again... You don't know and you can't guarantee you're going to see something like that because at the end of the day, this is a cryptid and it's very rare to see even a photo that we can say is actually legitimate. So the next cryptid getting into that um, is the Dover Demon. Now, every state in, you know has something cryptid-wise and we talk about all these weird names that, they are, that are given, the Jersey Devil, the Mothman, um... And we have here the Dover Demon, which is from Dover, Massachusetts. And the first known sighting of the Dover Demon was in April, um, April 21, 1977. I'm going to, again, quote Wikipedia. This is the um, first documented sighting of the Dover Demon. 17-year-old William Bill Bartlett claimed that while driving on April 21st in 1977... There had been some reports dated even as early as 1972. He saw a large-eyed creature with tendril-like fingers and glowing eyes on top of a broken stone wall on Farm Street in Dover, Massachusetts. 15-year-old John Baxter reported seeing a similar creature on Miller Hill Road the same evening. Another 15-year-old, Abby Brabham, claimed to have seen the creature the following night on Springdale Avenue. The teenagers all drew sketches of the alleged creature. Bartlett wrote on his sketch, I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. According to the Boston Globe, the location of the sightings plotted on a map lay in a straight line over two miles. Some suggested the creature may have been a foal or a moose calf. Police told the Associated Press that the creature reported by the teenagers was probably nothing more than a school vacation hoax. In popular culture, in 2009, the Dover Demon was featured on an episode of American horror television series, The Lost Tapes, which aired on the Animal Planet. The Dover Demon appears as a character in American comic book series Proof, which features various creatures of zip cryptozoology, which is the study of cryptids, pretty much. In the comic, it is a creature able to see into the future and appears in other similar comics series called the... Perhaps... I don't 
can't even pronounce this. Perhaphonauts. Perhaphonauts. Um, the Dover Demon would further make brief appearances in comic books in The Ghoul's Night Out and Hack Slash Entry Wound. Um, the Dover Demon, from the picture, almost kind of looks like a little bit of an alien-like and has been reported um, being seen up until recently. Um, it kind of looks like a... Um, alien with the shape of its head with these eyes but the body has long limbs and just four fingers on its legs and uh, toes and four fingers on its hands um it could come off as looking like a moose if it was young and able to move but a baby calf of any of any sort if it leaves its mother um way too soon it's more than likely not able to survive and in 1977, when this thing was seen, I honestly don't think we would still be seeing sightings of uh, a calf just roaming around. And how often is a calf going to go stray from its mother, uh, a baby moose or a baby cow, and end up walking around the woods from 1977 to up until 2021? It's being sighted still in Dover, Massachusetts, from what I gather in some of the reports that I still looked up, um, there are um, parts of Dover that actually take on this Dover demon and have shirts and keychains and books about it. And if you Google the Dover demon, there's a lot of stories that come up about it. Matter of fact, I'll just actually try to click one right now and get off Wikipedia. Um, let's see, all things that are interesting.com, Dover demon. Um, basically almost the same photo here. Um, here we go. Just 20 miles, and this is from allthatsinteresting.com. Just 20 miles southwest of Boston, Massachusetts, lies a picturesque hamlet named Dover, but hidden among the hardwood forest and curvy back roads lurks the Dover demon and its unpleasant little creature, to say that least, the watermelon-shaped head and the body of a masconated monkey. Um... If it goes into the first sighting on here, there is a YouTube clip of the Dover Demon, which appeared on the Destination America, which is another travel that has a lot of scary things. Um, contrary to its name, like Travel Channel has all ghost stuff and UFO stuff. Destination America has its fair share of paranormal stuff, which is very odd for travel-esque channels to have a lot of stuff. It goes on to actually showing this site if you type in Dover Demon and go to all thing all that's interested.com actually gives another sketch of the Dover Demon what it looked like to one of the witnesses um, John Baxter um, on what it was holding onto the tree and how short it was um, and more of the stories um, and then explanations now every cryptid that we hear about in the world of paranormal can go and have an explanation now the pombero i actually gave one could be actually just like a homeless man not more not civilized to modern times the ogopogo in the water can quite frankly just be a sea creature um they tried to say champ was a type of fish jumping out of the water um nessie was debunked or to be honest with you it could be possibly a creature that we don't know about yet under the water that made that is surviving under there and we don't have the technology to actually in, um, investigate it or study it and it makes its brief appearances here and there um so the possible explanation for ogopogo according to this site 
um, is that it again comes up to be a calf of some type or animal that does not have hair and is small. They even go into saying that it could possibly be uh, a squirrel that is hairless and deformed. And we do see videos sometimes, especially from other parts of the world like India, um, the Philippines, Vietnam. These animals get washed up upon shore and we try to distinguish what they are. They could be dis um, discombobulated and deformed and handicapped and they end up looking weird but are in fact common animals. Um, I actually will read this, Other Strange Sightings in Dover. Um, in the same area, you have three major legends going on, including the sighting of the devil on horseback in the 1600 stories of buried treasure and the Dover demon. It actually certainly says something, Coleman continued. It's almost as if this area contains sightings, of, uh, sightings and is almost a magnet of paranormal. So Dover Plains, uh, Dover, Massachusetts is um, more than just a Dover demon. And sometimes, to be honest with you, areas that have a lot of cryptid sightings do have other paranormal activity going on or the environment feels, you know, paranormal, um, more paranormal, um, like energy because of what's going on. Um, it's been reported where Bigfoot has been seen, the area feels um, off or more energized. Um, Loch Ness, people report there's a field, certain field to it. Um, and Lake Champlain, um, really didn't hear reports about that, about Lake, Sh Lake Champlain, but um, it's more for the land cryptids that this feel of weirdness or paranormal feel to it. Um, just things feel off. It's more on land than in the water. But um, it's actually not the first time I've read or heard about something to this extent um, about cryptids on land and the area being kind of like a magnet of paranormal or things feeling off. Um, so basically recapping three things I spoke about. The Palm Barrow would definitely be my more favorite of the other two that I spoke about. Um, I honestly think it could be something like caveman or an uncivilized human being still roaming the woods and actually having offspring to be similar to him or her because we don't really know, to be honest with you, if the Palm Barrow is actually a boy or girl, even though some of the stories say it can impregnate women. Um, I honestly think it could possibly be, you know, caveman like homeless person in the woods of Argentina. And that can be explained. It's a very good explanation, in my opinion. The Ogopogo, I, out of all the cryptids um, on that scale from 1 to 10, I gave Pombero an 8. The Ogopogo, I would give a 10 because we don't have the technology to go under the water and give in-depth research or studies or investigate under the water what's there. I honestly think any sea creature that people think they see that looks big can possibly be something real. Um especially the Ogopogo sea monster like like uh, Lake Champlain, I honestly believe there's something we don't know about because if people are seeing these humps above the water, there's possibly something under the water that we just don't know about and we may never know about until we get technology that can withstand water depths. And as far as the Dover Demon, um, there was magazines for years, the um, Weird New Jersey magazine, which tons of stories of things going on in just the Jersey woods. Now imagine all around the United States, and not just the United States, the world, there's definitely things out there we don't know about. And just because this particular creature looks weird with its egg-shaped head and its long fingers and you know the, the shortness of it but long limbs, to be honest with you, I don't really, you know, can't put to saying that this is a fake cryptid. I definitely think these people did see something back then. I don't think they would go to an extent to just make up a story and 
all of them made up a story. I think one out of the three people that witnessed it in 1977 were, um, two of them were young, but the other one wasn't. And to be honest with you, that's just something very random to do and then go to a police station and report the same thing. The story didn't say if these three people knew each other, but they did see this thing within a mile or two radius, which means that on the same road, on the same night, something was there. And sightings still get continued to be seen to this day of the um, Dover Demon um, in Massachusetts. Now, just like I said, I would go get my psychic reading, something that's that close, Massachusetts, Dover. I would wonder, it would probably be like a four or five hour trip. I would love to just go to Dover, Massachusetts and give a look-see to see if we see anything. Um, but that would have to be for some vacation time saved up and something that my wife would want to do because she's not into paranormal. And um, But it would be just very interesting to go up there and give a look around the forest and the area and bring home some merch from there. Because a lot of places with paranormal activity wreak profit on their, um, you know, their paranormal story. You know, in Roswell, New Mexico, there's places that sell shirts and sell books and all that stuff. And I'm assuming places that have these renowned sightings and so on and so forth make merchandise. Um, so it'd be cool. Even if you don't end up seeing it, taking a trip there, you come home, it's like a t-shirt or something like that. Um, so this is going to conclude the episode two of cryptids. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed a little brief, uh, summaries on these cryptids that I came up with that we haven't really heard too much of. I know, um, the Dover demons, some people might have heard about the Ogopogo. I never knew about until I watched paranormal caught on camera. Um, so again, that is back on TV. And if you want to see more cryptid videos and stories, I would definitely give that show a look. That is my top go-to paranormal show that is out there, um, to watch. Um, you get your daily input on videos and stories and all the people on the show are very knowledgeable. They know their stuff front in front out. I mean, I can cover ghosts and knowing about ghosts and how to investigate and what type of stuff that we're watching and or seeing or going through. But these people know the ins and outs, the, like the mythology, the folklore in depth. And that show, that's what makes that show really, really good. Um, so if you want to go and find my social media pages on Instagram and on Twitter, I'll just give you a heads up that my Instagram is more used than my Twitter. You can find me on both SWAB underscore podcast. That's short for a Say What Again Billy podcast. That is SWAB underscore podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. I would like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to film yet again another episode, episode 33. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it offers you the opportunity to do your very own podcast. Very simple to use. You can also get paid from doing your podcast. If you get download the app and click the instructions, you can see how to do that. It's very, very easy if you have a podcast idea to download the app and start using Anchor to get your podcast app out there. The Say What Again Billy podcast can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast outlets out there. So if you download Anchor, you can be heard too on all those outlets. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.